Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Tuesday, August 30th, 2022, and this is day 1624 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we thank you and praise you. Thank you so much, my Lord, for being our Abba Father. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to go forth and fulfill the purpose you've given us for this day. I ask, Lord, that we will be uh, excited and fervent and go forth in the zeal that you've given us to do every single thing you called us to do. I ask, my Lord, that you will comfort the brokenhearted and heal the sick and bless those who may be in financial need. I ask, my Lord, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so very much for tuning in. I want to say happy birthday to my baby girl, (laughs) Nikki. Um, Can't go without saying that. Happy birthday to you. And she is a big help. She helps me with T-Zone and all of those things. So she's she's amazing. Uh, So today's message, message is you are not forgotten. You are not forgotten. Many times you're doing all the right things. You're doing everything that God has called you to do. And then it just seems like none of your prayers are maybe being answered. The things that you've been desiring in your heart have not come to pass. You know, you've been alienated possibly and not understanding why. And God is saying, you are not forgotten. Many times, as we know, the enemy comes to steal kill and destroy. That is his job. So he is going to try to steal everything he can from us, even, you know, our uh, well-being, even our uh, fortitude in Christ. He will try to knock us off our pedestals. So I want you to be encouraged today. The Lord wants you to be encouraged today. We're going to be coming out of Genesis chapter 29, verses 31 through 35, and then going over to 30 verses 1 through 24. And it says, when the Lord saw that Leah was not loved, and this is this is with uh, Jacob and his two wives. We talked about this yesterday a little bit. Uh, now we're picking up where we left off. Uh, uh, Jacob married Leah, the oldest daughter of Laban, and he wanted to marry Rachel, but He was tricked by Uncle Laban and was given the oldest daughter instead. And he worked for Rachel for seven years to work it off the debt. It was customary during those times to pay a dowry, to give something to the family, the father, for uh, the woman you wanted to marry. So then he worked another seven years for Rachel. So he worked a total of 14 years uh, to get the woman he loved. And now here it says in below, let's go to verse 31. It says, when the Lord saw that Leah was not loved, he enabled her to conceive. So, you know, Jacob did not love uh, Leah like he loved Rachel. It says, but Rachel remained childless. Leah became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She named him Reuben, 
For she said, It is because the Lord has seen my misery. Surely my husband will love me now. She conceived again, and when she gave birth to a son, she said, Because the Lord heard that I am not loved, he gave me this one too. So she named him Simeon. Again, she conceived, and, and when she gave birth to a son, she said, Now, at last, my husband will become attached to me because I have borne him three sons. So he was named Levi. She conceived again, and, and when she gave birth to a son, she said, This time I will praise the Lord. Mm. So she named him Judah. And Judah, that's why Judah means praise. She named him Judah and named him, that meant praise. Then she stopped having children. Leah wanted to be loved so much. And it wasn't her fault that her father uh, gave her in marriage to Jacob. But now she's suffering because of it. When Rachel saw that she was not bearing Jacob any children, she became jealous of her sister. So she said to Jacob, give me children or I'll die. Jacob became angry with her and said, am I in the place of God who has kept you from having children? Then she said, here is Bilhah, my servant. Sleep with her so that she can bear children for me and I too can build a family through her. So she gave him her servant Bilhah as a wife. Jacob slept with her and she became pregnant and bore him a son. Then Rachel said, God has vindicated me. He has listened to my plea and given me a son. Because of this, she named him Dan. And the very same thing happened with Jacob's grandpa, Abraham. And it also happened with um, Isaac, uh, his father. They all went through the same thing. The women that they married were not able to have children right away or had struggles with having children. And finally, uh, well, Abraham ended up uh, sleeping with his woman, his wife's servant, um, um, Sarah's, Sarah's servant. And then that created upheaval in the household. Um, his name was Ishmael. Uh, and then it created division in the home and they had to put uh, <clears throat> the servant out and, and also the son because she finally bore a son named Isaac. Yeah, Isaac. And then Isaac, uh, the same thing happened with him and his wife. Uh, it took her some time to have a child. So, and then she, then God blessed her with twins, Jacob and Esau. That was Rebecca. So now the same scenario is going on here with Jacob, who is sleeping with his wife's servant to board them, to bear them a child. Uh, then verse seven says, Rachel's servant Bilhah conceived again and bore Jacob a second son. Then Rachel said, I have had a great struggle with my sister and I have won. So she named him Naphtali. When Leah saw that she had stopped having children, she took her servant Zilpah and gave her to Jacob as a wife. Leah's servant Zilpah bore Jacob a son. Then Leah said, what good fortune. So she named him Gad. Leah's servant Zilpah bore Jacob a second son. 
Then Leah said, How happy am I? The women will call me happy. So she named him Asher. During weed harvest, Reuben went out into the fields and found some mandrake plants, which he brought to his mother Leah. Rachel said to Leah, Please give me some of your son's mandrakes. But she said to her, Wasn't it enough that you took away my husband? Oh my goodness. Will you take my son's mandrakes too? Y'all, this is no different than any family today. We wonder, oh, they probably had it good back then. No, you see, this is this is worse than a soap opera. I mean, th- this Leah's saying, she's asking for a piece of fruit. Rachel is, and she goes, oh, so you're going to take that like you took my husband? That's what was deep-seated and was hurting and creating division in this household. Very well, Rachel said. He can sleep with you tonight in return for your son's mandrakes. They're they're using Jacob as a pond. So when Jacob came in from the fields that evening, Leah went out to meet him. You must sleep with me, she said. I have hired you with my son's mandrakes. So he slept with her that night. God listened to Leah and she became pregnant and bore Jacob a fifth son. Then Leah said, God has rewarded me for giving my servant to my husband. So she named him Issachar. Leah conceived again and bore Jacob a sixth son. Then Leah said, God has presented me with a precious gift. This time, my husband will treat me with honor because I have borne him six sons. So she named him uh, Zebulun. Sometime later, she gave birth to a daughter. And named her Dinah. Then God remembered Rachel. He listened to her and enabled her to conceive. She became pregnant and gave birth to a son and said, God has taken away my disgrace. She named him Joseph and said, May the Lord add to me another son. And God did bless her with another son uh, over. Um, yeah, and the other, uh, in Genesis chapter 35, verse 16, he blessed her with one more son. And I'm just going to read it to you because it is very powerful. And so this was after they had gone on journey. You know, they had uh, Jacob and Esau uh, had made up. Before that, Jacob wrestled with the angel of God and... Uh, his name uh, was changed to Israel, and uh, he became uh, the father of 12 sons, representing 12 tribes of Israel. So now, if we go to uh, chapter 35, verse 16 through 20, it says, Then they moved on from there, from Bethel. While they were still some distance from Ephrath, Rachel began to give birth and had great difficulty and as she was having great difficulty in childbirth the midwife said to her don't despair for you have another son as she breathed her last for she was dying she named her son Benoni but his father named him Benjamin so Rachel died and was buried on the way to Ephrath That is Bethlehem. Over her tomb, Jacob set a pillar. And to this day, the pillar 
marks Rachel's tomb. Israel moved on again and pitched his tent beyond Migdal Eder. While Israel was living in that region. Okay, so I'm not going to go any further on that. All right. So, yeah, I just wanted to uh, at least cover you yeah, to verse um, 20. And so Rachel uh, was able to give birth to two sons. And one was while on her deathbed. And uh, we never know when our time is going to come. But in the meantime, we must be about doing our father's will. And she asked God to bless her, and he did. Point number one, have you ever wondered why Why am I not being blessed with what I've asked God for? And yet others are flourishing, flourishing effortlessly in whatever uh, that is that they've asked for, whether it be children or more grandchildren or money, fame, careers, uh, beautiful homes and cars, etc., I used to wonder about these things when I started my first business. You know, I wanted to get to the million dollar status right away. And God revealed to me that my motives were wrong and that I was putting my success or what I thought was success above him. I've learned many years ago that God... Excuse me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I've learned many years ago that God does not function off of our timetable, nor does he do things the way we think, the way we think he should do it. He wants us to trust in him only and to the fullest in every area of our life. We should um, trust him even when we don't understand why things are not going the way we think they should. Point number two, one of my dear friends when I was in grade school and then high school, um, she went through quite a bit and uh, she ended up burying uh, with her family, her brother, uh, who was, you know, maybe around 20, early 20s, and then her sister, um, her mom, her grandmother, and at different times during her adult life, these things happened. Uh, and it was, you know, just one after another after another. She even shares her testimony about this. And uh, it, it is just amazing. Uh, she raised her sister's son. And then he was killed. Uh, this was sometime during his college years. She's such an amazing woman. She shares her testimony, as I said, to encourage others. She knew that God um, knew what was best, even though she may not have understood it all. She would give God all the glory, and she did. God blessed her with a beautiful daughter and a loving husband. She knew that God had not forgotten her. And instead of her griping and complaining about what happened in the past or the loss of loved ones, she chose to move forward and be grateful for what God had blessed her with and that God had definitely not forgotten her at all. You know, it might seem like it. It might, you know, everything around you will look like that sometimes, right? And God is saying, no, I'm here for you no matter what. I know I've 
been going through that, um, this kind of feeling that way uh, when it came to grantors and trying to get funding for, you know, transition zone. And I just had got to a point where I just, you know, and I am not a quitter <laughs> at all, but it had got to a point several months ago when we weren't able to get the funding we needed and doors were being shut after one after another. And I just couldn't understand, you know, what was going on. I did know that God was going to do something. Didn't know how, didn't know when. <laughs> and then I saw an article and uh, this article was about a CEO of a, of, um, a big company, Kaufman Foundation. And the Lord said, write her a letter. The article was speaking about what I was dealing with at that moment, being a grassroots uh, nonprofit owned by a black woman, uh, not getting, you know, the uh, a fair shake in a way because I'm a startup, you know, <laughs> and people are saying, well, no, nope, you've not been in two years or no, nope, you you need a uh, uh fiscal agent, someone to stand in the gap for you, or nope, you you need an audit. Uh, well, I've not even been in business two years yet, you know, and those things cost a fortune to get done, and I don't have the funding to get that done, and yet the children were at my heart. They were, they were the reason why I would do what I did, and the children were prospering. The youth were prospering and learning, and you could see the effects of it. And so I wrote her a letter and just poured out my heart, you know, about, first of all, what she was talking about, how she was, you know, someone in power and taking a stand against what she knew was wrong. And I loved the article and I loved that about her. And um, so the Lord said, write her a letter. And, um, and I did. Had no idea she would even read the letter. And within a month, uh, I got someone that reached out to me from the organization because she told them to reach out to me and have a conversation with me to see uh, where I'm at and how they can be of help to me. And so we talked, I sent over information as they requested about our organization. And uh, then I got an email after reaching back out saying, hey, just following up. And they said, we're going to fund you uh, and we're going to give you just a, something to start out with a capacity building grant for T-Zone. And that truly blessed my heart. Uh, and so uh, not only because of them saying we're going to do that, and then they passed me on to someone else who is going to be like my program manager, someone that I can go to. And it's just the start, you know, uh, getting, you know, having that support. Uh, from an organization that really cares and that are going to walk alongside me and, and help me through, you know, uh, serving the youth and providing funding and along with a couple of other grantors that I've talked to uh, last week that are doing the same. It's like God is saying, I've not forgotten you. And three of these grantors are saying, we're going to help and we're going to come alongside you. And um, not only grant you funding, but we're going to also support you in other areas that you may need support in, you know, support with resources, um, support with funding, of course, and, you know, helping you in areas that a grassroots organization may not know about. And so we need is not this power over, but power with. <laughs>
another grantor that we had got funding from last year, basically the door was shut on me with them. God said, I've shut that door because that is not who I would have you to be with. And I'm opening after that door was shut, all these other doors were open. And I thought, wow, look at God. I'm so grateful. Uh, We were down to our last bit. (laughs) And through this one, for sure, uh, that one uh, with Kaufman Foundation uh, will help us. uh, And then the others will, you know, in November, another grand tour time will come up. And we so it should be funding should be coming in so that it's not such a struggle. And then not to mention all of you who have blessed us so much. Uh, with reaching out, with becoming partners and giving uh, from your hard-earned income, from your hearts. Uh, That, to me, says even more uh, because individuals, and most times it's individuals that may not have a lot themselves, that are giving because they know that this is good ground. Uh, You're planting seed in good ground because you know it will grow. And I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. And it just proves how much God loves us all. And he's saying, I've not forgotten you, whatever that is you're dealing with or going through. Remember that God will make a way for you. It may not be the way you think, just like when that door was shut from the other grantor and they had said, oh yeah, you can apply this year. Oh yeah, you can do. And then all of a sudden everything changed, all these new rules and all of that. And I, and God said, that door will remain shut for now anyway. And there are shut doors you're experiencing. Don't try to reopen it if God has shut it. God is going to open so many other doors that are going to be totally the opposite of the way those folks were treating you and whatever that is. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E-B-Like-Boy-U-Y-C-K-S-Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And also, please check us out on TZoneKC.org to learn more about what we're doing in the community, teaching our youth workforce skills, life skills, and peer mediation, entrepreneurship development, and uh, human and sex trafficking awareness. So please become a partner and uh, you won't be sorry. (laughs) Thank you so much for all of your support. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day. Fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.